0: Welcome everyone to another episode of Maybe Next Year, a podcast that is uh, a champion of the East. My name is Frank. I'm Scott. I'm Paul. And we are here in the postseason. We've made it um, for the fourth time in five years on this podcast, which this is the is this the 10th year of this podcast? 2012.
1: It is is indeed the 10th season we have done this podcast.
0: Okay, so we are we're at 40 percent. Success rate for I mean to yeah. come from a deep zero all the way to forty percent in the last five years is pretty astounding. Um, and I, I, we're going to have to go back and compile our overall since we've been doing the show record at some point, but not today. Um, right. But we are we are we are report recording our 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 fourth out of five years of the podcast uh, in the postseason and twice here as the AFC East champions um the buffalo what? bills beat the, the jets of new york um by kicking a large uh, by kicking an oblong ball through a um sorry i was thinking of uh, uh, um, coming to america uh, anyway, there we go yes thank you um yes they beat they beat the new york jets 27 to 10 i think that in it, I don't want to quite call it typical Bills fashion, but in in more often than not Bills fashion this year, it looked closer than it was for mo- for a chunk of the game. And then they went ahead and won by two, two scores anyway, all of their victories by two scores this year. Um, and all of their losses save one by one score this year um, mm. to finish 11 and six for good measure, the New England Patriots kind of shit the bed against um, the the Dolphins. And so... Um, that is, uh, that is good. That's fun. Um, but the bills would have won the the division anyway. Um, and it turns out that the Patriots will in fact play the Buffalo bills one more time based on seating. So, um, once more into the breach with the division rivals, the very first time the, you know what, I got to calm down because I'm so tempted to start talking about this Patriots game, uh, that we can't skip over, um, bills jets that is in. That is, in fact, important. So why don't we go to our, our man with the plan, Scott Appleton, uh, who's going to give us all the the he's going to break down all the advanced stats for us on this 27 <laughs> to 10 victory over the hapless New York Jets.
2: I've got I've got you want to you guys want some hot stat takes right here. Give it to pl- us. Let me tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Very difficult for a professional NFL football team to win a game. When they have, and I'm going to explain this, if you add up the number of yards that Zach Wilson threw for, and then you subtract the amount of yards that he was sacked for, this is something called net passing yards. Very difficult to win when you have, it looks like it says here on the phone, five. Five, yes. five
1: passing yes. Right. That's that that's not even five. Matt Jones against the Bills in the first game number right there. That is lower than no. that. That is that is Zach that Wilson is really seemed average,
2: below the NFL average for passing yards. I don't have that number in front of me, but it is significantly <laughs> higher than five. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yes. Go Sorry. ahead. Yeah. I will. I will continue. I know that's the only stat. Um. No. I mean, obviously, like it was. You know, it's just. It's a little frustrating. I get that, like, the Jets gave the, the Bucks to a certain extent, all they could handle last week. And with Mosley back, they're a better defensive team. He was obviously all over the field on Sunday. <clears throat> and, like, I can – I am willing to, like, get that they're playing – like, I think Salah is a good coach. I, I'm a long-term concerned about if he stays in New York and has the pension turn around because I think he is a talented guy. But mm-hmm. – but boy, it's it's a little frustrating when it's the fourth quarter and it's like thirteen ten and you're like, What is happening here? Because it's not like honestly guys, I like at that point, could you have like Allen obviously had not thrown three interceptions, but he was playing arguably just as not say just as poorly, but not that well. He was missing guys. Some of it was the wind, I got it. Some of it is like He and Gabe Davis used to have this incredible connection. It's – again, I'm going to get out the fancy stats for you guys. It says here (laughs) 13 targets for Gabe Davis and three catches, which is not – I don't have time to do the math. I'm saying three for 14, depending on what site you're looking at. Again, it should be higher than that. Should be higher than that is all I'm saying. And so it it just – boy, it seems like we we, we had kind of peaked for New England – and I obviously, like, it's tough, tough to maintain it every week, and teams are bringing their A game, but, like, and we're trying to run the ball more with Singletary, the weather. There's a lot of, like, decent, half-decent excuses, but, boy, we sh- we really should have been more than, like, it, this game was a lot closer than it needed to be. And I'm glad the defense is, is here to play, but, like, I don't know if you guys saw that 538 article that came out the other day that was, like, um, you know, they did the fancy stats, the real fancy stats on like opposing Bills quarterbacks and how they should have, how well the Bills should have played this year based on the number of quarterbacks they were playing against. And then you just that's one way to look at it. And then you just look at the other things, which is like, well, we played six or seven backup quarterbacks and then we played Zach Wilson twice. And then we played Cam Newton. Zach like Wilson once. Zach Wilson like once. once. Right, right. And because Mike White. Just, he yeah. was one the backups um zach wilson once we played jacoby
1: Brissett was in there yeah there was it was um guys who
2: were going to retire and be out of the league next year and are on their last legs so there there's a lot so like i i love seeing the the, the defense get all the sacks um they'll be on three stars they played well the team they, they played fairly well given the opponent but it's like if we're coming into this off season into this excuse me this playoffs Hanging our hat on like technically, what is the number one ranked defense in the league? Like that is not. I don't have a huge bit of confidence. I know we're not doing that, but if Al is not firing on all cylinders and we're relying on the defense, it's we we, we did win a playoff game like that last year, but I don't know that we can win four like that. So it just gives me a little trepidation. I'm sorry, I'm nervous. It's the playoffs. You're already you've already
0: moved on to the off season. I'm I'm yeah. a little I'm a little disappointed here, but you are entitled to your feelings. I'd like to just. Step in and 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 we'll we'll pass it over to Paul in a second. I mean, Zach Wilson really did have a propensity to run backwards and get sacked by more. <laughs> I wonder. If, I'm with you. I think Salah is a good coach. I think I I like what I. It's weird to say I like what I saw out of a four and twelve team, but I did like. I didn't wholly hate Zach Wilson either. I think it was really clear that like for all the line trouble the Bills have had this year, like. That is a terrible offensive line yeah. in yeah. New York. Like, Connor McDermott
1: had... starting left tackle. I mean, the, he was a practice squad guy, barely on the bills. And he's yeah. your starting I mean, left tackle? Ugh.
0: He never he never had a second to step in. And the thing I think I liked about Zach Wilson, and I caught grief from my friend who lives in Long Island for this, was like, I felt like he at least could step up and make a throw. Like He, he'd like, he would mm-hmm. like throw it down the field a bit. And it's like, to me that that's what Mac Jones is missing to me like Mac Jones has got a great line and he's got a good run game and he's very good at sort of managing the game and and he's not asked to do that much and Zach Wilson of course is just like the opposite in that he has nothing and was thrown into the fire and I saw a little bit of iron coming out of the fire um
1: I as much iron right as you go- can see on a day, when you net pass for five yards.
0: <laughs> Precisely, and, and 40, 40, 40, 40, It's weird to say, but forty of his five yards come on one busted play where they overpursued the interception and a touchdown happened. Um, you know, it's one of these things where I, I think let's let's turn it over to Paul on this question. I think it's a, a good point to talk about um, whether the Bills are a, a, a paper lion on defense at all, um, per Scott's point, and also addressing kind of the the it's it feels like sometimes they they turn it off and turn it back on like they get a little the the beginning of the game paul was i'm gonna throw it to Diggs until he gets his bonus and not only did that he get his bonus it it worked it was like a really great offense like that was a perfectly acceptable way to play football and in fact seemed to be like hard to stop so why do they stop doing that, and then also are are you nervous or how do you want to view this game because I notice that scott can't also can't help but you know think about this game in terms of the
1: playoffs right, and uh, you asked the exact two questions I wanted to address uh during this, so uh when I look back, Scott had mentioned the five thirty eight article i I recognize that's the one everyone should read it's called the Buffalo Bills got the least bang for their schedules buck this season. It came out last week. It is free check it out. But essentially, as Scott mentioned, it's like the Bills really should have done more considering. And I am not sure, to Frank's point, whether it's a. it's been a 17-game regular season. We have yet to see the Buffalo Bills play a complete game this year. And I'm not sure whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. They've had weeks where their defense has been on fire and their offense has stalled out. They've had Weeks where, you know, it's it's the opposite. Then we have weeks where they both do okay, but the special teams just make some terrible mistakes and it, and it makes games closer than they are. So it is, you know, concerning when we look at this game and as Frank had talked about coming out of the gate with the Diggs offense, they moved it down field. They got consistent first downs. I think maybe they went to third down once uh, on that drive and that was when they scored the touchdown. It was just efficient and effective and Devin Singletary had some good runs in there and everything seemed to work. And then largely nothing worked until the fourth quarter then after that opening game drive right after right after kickoff. So that was, you wonder why. And yes, the Jets have a an improving defense, uh, a young defense. Obviously, Scott had mentioned Mosley uh, and his impact on the game. So that's good. But they're still like a, toward the bottom of the league in most categories. And for a, an offense that's near the top of the league, you would expect more. And then, yeah, the great question about the The defense and whether they are a a paper lion, it's very tough to gauge his performance. You know, Zach Wilson, rookie QB, terrible offensive line missing. I believe if the announcers were correct, his top four wide receivers, Uh, I would not want to see what Josh would look like without Stefan Diggs and Cole Beasley and Emmanuel Sanders and Gabe Davis, Uh, you know, in a game. Nonetheless, see what Zach Wilson looks like without his his top four receivers who aren't even as good as those guys. So he was—he showed—he showed as much as he could. Uh, he tried to do too much himself. We're not a Jets podcast, so I'll stop about that, except as it pertains to the defense. And yeah, it was tough to gauge whether this was a dominant performance just based on the opponent, or if it's something they could carry over. So in the grand scheme of things, I am—I'm happy they won the AFC's title on—on on merit. This Jets team did play the Bucks team much tougher the previous week, as Scott had noted, so it's not like they were rolling over for all their opponents. This was their finale, so they probably wanted to go on a high note. These are guys who are fighting for jobs next year. That could have been a factor. So, you know, all of those things are positive in that the offense did get it back together. But, you know, is it a is it concerning that here we are, 17 games done, and I haven't felt like there's been a game where I'm like, yep, this was a complete game, whereas last year at this time they had a Broncos game, they had a Pats game on Monday night. Uh, pretty much every game after the bye except the Chargers game was a complete game, and we simply have not seen that this year. And maybe, maybe it's all going to come together this week. Hope so. Uh, but if not, we're going to have another, uh, another nail-biter against the Pats.
0: I don't think your memory goes back far enough. I think that the first time
2: you- it's ever been said about Paul on this podcast. In, <laughs> yes. I mean, agree it's I've critiqued like, on ever
1: on many things appropriately, but usually my memory is good.
2: <laughs> there was a stress from weeks
0: two through five,
1: 35, through nothing, yeah. 40,
0: 43 to 21, 40 to nothing. And 38 to 20. Now, I think if we go back and listen to those things, we nitpicked on some stuff and like, Every pass didn't work maybe, but it's hard to say that. And even I would put in, honestly, the next two weeks, 26-11 over the Dolphins and 30, the 34-31 loss to the Titans because I feel like they played a very good game against the Titans, and that's, yeah, maybe it's hard to call it, a as Scott would say, complete is, or perfect is a weird thing when you're right. talking o- about offense football. was
1: great against the Titans, but the defense crapped the bed and let Tannehill hey, it Did they crap the
0: bed, or did they lose oh, it to was the a team? They, I don't they, know. Did I feel like one? they did both
1: yeah we do okay. shit on the Titans too much, and I will and then I'll shut up, but i okay. I also want to mention like we all everyone seems to crap on the Titans, not just us, and I'm like they just got a number one seed, missing Derrick Henry and missing large chimes of Julio Jones and several other stars. All right, I'm done with right. the Titans, but yeah anyway
0: I'd say at the I'd say at the beginning of the season, they had a really good stretch of dominating bad teams and then beating a good team that was scuffling in, in, in the chiefs, like the chiefs were scuffling at that time. Now they're the number one, they're the number two seed now. um, And then they lose to the eventual number one seed. And then that's when you get into that win a game, lose a game, win a game, lose a game that I think paints most of the picture that we have of the season, right? Because, you know, there's this outlier Jaguars game and then there's this Colts game that terrifies us. And um, certainly like we're focusing on this game, You know, it was a. there was that awful sequence of like three or four plays where Josh Allen thought the receiver was doing a and the receiver was doing B. And it was hard to say who was on the wrong page. Like it felt very disconcerting because I you just you are especially when you painted against the masterful touchdown in the first quarter with digs, which is. All Allen and Diggs being on the same page, it is like 1000%. This is why you have Diggs and this is why you have Allen, because they can both make these things happen and react to each other. And then into the middle of the game to have like three plays in a row where Dawson Knox and two other guys like break the other way and Allen sees something else and throws it the, the other way. It's kind of. It's 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 disconcerting that there was, you know, I think the Jets defense didn't do as much as the Bills didn't execute for me. It, it felt like the ball was coming in too hard or it was hitting people in the hands or what have you, you know. And we've talked repeatedly about how sometimes how one bad play can end a drive and make things look worse than maybe as they're going but you know not quite 60 passing and 250 yards it's clearly all they needed but um and, and, and a bright spot Devin singletary running the other thing that i think paints this game is matt hawk absolutely you know had a, a rick and keel pitching moment um in the middle of the game where i thought for, like I, I i've read the, his book or Kill's book and, and how he lost the ability to pitch in the middle of a game and never got it back. And I thought for a minute, we, that's what we we're watching that <laughs> we were about to watch a punter, like lose his career <laughs> yep. based on, because he was just like, I can't do it. I don't know what's happening. Like yeah, he got the like punting yips. yips. Yeah. He had the punning yips and then he got a couple off, which was good. And, um,
1: and you know, then he that was huge just... time at the end with the, Oh, I'm going to drop it and then kick it eight yards. <laughs>
0: Yes. Yes. Um, So um, all the more reason to go for it on fourth down, as far as I'm concerned. But anyway, that's a that's a philosophical question for later. Um, I think that paints the game a bit more than it needs to be painted, too. Right. Because that's such an unusual sequence for any professional, really. Like that's that's a hard thing to to happen or or even contemplate happening. So, um, you know, and at the end of the day, they win by two scores, you know, all of the games they've lost have been by one score. There was something where like, if you flipped every team's one score victories to the other side, like the bills are like the far and away favorite. Like they, they finished the season 16 and one um, (laughs) with the the Colts loss. Um, And I think that's, you know, I think there is something to adjustments. I think that we have talked a bit about the, the down downgrade of the passing game, the regression to the mean, if you will, um, some of the receiver stuff, like not really getting the great running game. I think you had COVID issues at key key points of the game. I think if you had the COVID issues that you had against the Colts and the Buccaneers and like the first Patriots game, and you put those against Washington and the Texans or something, like it, I don't know, it, it 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 like you know maybe or, or the Jaguars, right? Like maybe maybe some of the season shakes out differently. I think the the good thing, I think the thing that really encourages me is, you know, they beat the Patriots 33-21, you know, and they were up 17-7 at the half and 20 to 7 going into the fourth and uh, or 20 to 14 going into the fourth and then they put them away in the fourth quarter and that was a I think a very fair comparison, um, for what we're hopefully going to see this week, you know? So that's, that's, that's where I'm resting my laurels is I, you know, I was talking to WROC, uh, in Rochester, channel eight Thad Lewis sports director, like we do on Twitter, just a little back and forth mm. Me And my buddy Thad. I don't know him at all, but he likes some <laughs> of my, he likes some of my tweets. We had a conversation and I, we will talk about this, uh, uh, repeatedly, I'm sure. But at some point, all you can ask of a good team is, is, you know, have, you know, all you can really say about a team is whether they're talented or enough to do it, and the rest is execution and luck. And that's where we are now. It will be a matter of execution and luck going forward, and uh, we will get to more of that soon. But I think we need to um, put a bow on the season here with our final three stars of the regular season, and Scott needs to 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 move us along here because we have
2: more things to discuss. No, I want to go back and like I always do and talk about the last thing you were talking about first. No. Oh, um,
0: perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it no, never I was, works. I always want to say something that is
2: <laughs> No, you, you you can't. No, it's fine. I will I will briefly hmm. say I think the challenge is, is that this the the thing I take away from this Bills team unlike previous Bills teams is that maybe the overall talent might have been arguably even better than last year's but the consistency just wasn't there. And that's, again, like, why is that? It's, it's mm. I mean, Frank got to the execution bit. It's, I can't tell you why some weeks they execute and some weeks they don't. Like, some of it we thought was a little bit game planning and coaching um, and the cover to Shell, Remember that that we had that whole episode this year. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we, oh we've gosh, yeah. that. We, we've, we've put up points against teams that have seen that tape. So they know that it's not just as simple as that. Um, And I think, obviously, we've continued to make adjustments as the the year's gone on, but I think functionally, it's just for whatever reason, I don't know if it's leadership or, like, how about, why does the execution shift so rapidly week to week? That's why, I mean, that's why McDermott gets paid all the money, is to try and figure that out and make him do it. But uh, regardless, they got to 11-6 and there in the playoffs. All we have to do is win four in a row. We've done that twice this year. Let's just do it one more time. Um, So... Three stars. Honorable mention, C.J. Mosley, just because the Jets were in this game and I'd say they were in this game and in, in some part because the Bills could not, you know, get out of their own way for a little bit. Uh, but but the Jets defense obviously had a piece of that in terms of slowing down the various pieces of the the Bills offense. And Mosley's a good player and obviously has had a tough time of it since he put on the Jets jersey three years ago and has played only about like 15 games for them. But, um, yes, that's your honorable mention there. Um, I'll also give the honorable mention to Steph Diggs, who had a another um, another solid game. Again, a couple, you know, off targets um, here. I don't recall if he had a drop. Um, but still nine catches for eighty one yards and a touchdown is as Frank said, was a good day at the office. And would have had that second one if he just had that that foot inbounds. That was just that ridiculous kind of laser as he was running basically full speed yeah. in the end zone. Uh, but just a just a hair uh, out of bounds on that um so i will also give um the honorable mention to um i think i'm gonna give it to Devin singletary part of me wanted to give it to somebody who's been on three stars a lot this year just to kind of you know light a fire under his butt but i guess i guess i'll let him slide in with the third star here in a second Uh, but Devin singletary 19 carries 88 yards and a touchdown in addition to the two for twenty-four and another touchdown, obviously, kind of brought the, the game home for the Bills. Moving on, third star, Josh Allen, twenty-four of forty-five, not terribly great completion percentage, two thirty-nine again, not not uh, lighting it up. Two touchdowns, um, you know, no sacks, no picks, um, but there there were some balls that that sailed certainly, and, and at least one drop pick that I can think of. Um, and five carries for 63 yards, a, a good, kind of average Josh Allen day at the offense. Certainly good enough against the Jets, um, but maybe not, maybe not uh, quite where we need him to be. But I think hopefully he'll get the the rust kind of knocked off here. I don't know why it would be rust. Get all of the bad throws out of him. I don't know. I um, mm-hmm. will go second star goes to I don't think a guy who's made the list this year, Mario Addison, uh, for Yay. Four tackles, uh, the two sacks, uh, tackle for loss, obviously had another key hit as well. Um, An overall performance for him and the rest of the defensive line obviously played a great game, and Oliver had a sack and a half. Uh, you know, when Boogie Basham and A.J. Epinesa are getting sacks, you know it's a good day at the office uh, and that you're playing a terrible offensive line because uh, those <laughs> guys they aren't really in the ballpark. Um, but Addison... Um, a guy who we need more of, obviously, coming up. Um, again, the the one of the highest paid defensive lines in the league. Uh, he's got to be leading it as one of the kind of the big names on it, and guy who's getting a lot of the snaps. Um, and that makes your first star a guy I'm pretty sure has not been a first star before. But this is as much for a season's body work as anything. But Jordan Poyer, four tackles, hey. two sacks. Um, did have did not have any past affections, but I think. Was he in he on did
1: try game. an interception that uh, ended up in a <laughs> touchdown, but that was one minor thing in an otherwise very good
0: game. Bit of a con, bit of a controversial first star yeah. based on this game, but yeah, you know,
2: I, hey, I, yeah. And and um, what I will say is, I've also have been doing some reading at various points, as I often do. I happen to have this on my phone as we're talking here. But Jordan Player made this NFL.com All-Pro team mm-hmm. um, because he's very good, and yeah. uh, the guy was kind of. It, frustrating because it's this wasn't a name I, I totally expected to include in this list but i can't argue with placing him here because the next ten stats say that he's again not a fancy stat tied in the league league of interceptions uh being top <laughs> ep top epa mark which is expected points
1: against yeah something like that yeah. uh yeah against yeah uh I that was like efficiency
2: EPA. maybe
1: <laughs> Environmental protection oh never mind. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: the top EPA mark among safeties, a ball hawk rate of thirty three point three percent, which sounds up. Gyrus, uh, that, Gyrus Bird is
1: jealous of that one right there. Yeah.
2: Oh my god. Third best mark among all safeties. And erasing expected completions at a rate of negative sixteen point nine percent. Uh well as nine pass defense and a low passer rating allowed as nearest defender as nineteen point four. So um, again, I think Poyer probably again both both of our him and Hyde underrated as the safety duo, as we've often talked a lot on this show. Getting that we're in the season, I thought it was appropriate. I, yes, I'm tracking that he might have been a hair aggressive on the on the uh, on the Zach Wilson ball, but you know, uh, as as Frank would say, you know, I want my yep whatever being aggressive right you know go for the big plays if you don't always make them you're going to make some of them and still got to win making aggressive plays so what if you're playing safety and your job is to make sure nothing gets lost <laughs> depending <laughs>
0: on when it's your job to be the last line of defense being okay depend, well depending on the defense what? that is his job much like much like the bills this year i feel like this three stars was a bit inconsistent <laughs> what can i say
1: it's I like only guys, appropriate for this team
0: yes it's only appropriate. Well, I, I commend Scott for another excellent year of three stars through the regular season. Um, and we i we will have some stars at least for at least one more game um this year. So we'll do that. Uh let's see. Uh game blah, 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 blah. playoffs, week 18 insanity. Oh my god. Um where to start? The the <laughs> the Colts lose to the Jaguars. To the Jaguars. Um Pittsburgh wins. As I told my friend, I have a friend who's a Titans fan and her husband is a Steelers fan. And I told her nobody fails up quite like the Steelers. They <clears throat> they just they remind me of Andy Bernard from the office where they just sort of like boop. They fall down and then they're like, oh, guess who's the manager in season eight? Um, he's they're just they they do nothing. They do nothing well. I don't know what they do. Well, They're they're not a great defense. They do nothing on offense. They just sort of slow the whole game down. And I think they like hypnotize you into being bored. And then they like sneak out wins here and there. Although apparently Andy Reid said they're playing like a top seed right now, which must be like, you know, cause he has to play them uh, this weekend. Um, so they, um, and, and this is only, I think Paul needs to tell the uh, the recap yeah. because they need the tie Sorry, they need anything except a tie in the Raiders Chargers game, <laughs> which is the last game of the evening. And Scott is like Scott is in bed at like halftime of the the Bills Jets game. He's certainly not staying up right. for. Though he Bills. was almost awake by the time <laughs> yes. that, that the
1: game had ended, which was funny. I
0: did notice that on the on the on the, the chat thread that Scott had already replied to what you were saying by the time <laughs> I read it. Um, in any event. Um, can you do I'm sure listeners yeah. haven't paid attention to the extended news and are relying on you to tell us, Paul, but
1: <laughs> when you watched it, I did, it was the most insane game I've I can remember seeing that was just part of, you know, what we saw last week. But the. The end of that, I mean, the Raiders are up 15 and there are people on Twitter saying, all right, it's looking like it's going to be the uh, Patriots coming into town. And I just I wanted to tweet it out just to make it official. I'm like, All right. Well, let's make sure the Chargers don't score here. And then they had a fourth and freaking 21 and they score a touchdown on a, on a bomb. And then they convert the two. I'm like, all right, well, they will drill down seven. They still need a three and out and then to drive down and score again. And on the next drive, they overcome three more fourth and tens. And on the last play of regulation, throw another touchdown to score. So this was already insanity to tie it. And then it goes into overtime and then exchange of field goals. And all of a sudden you're down to four minutes left. And I'm texting with my Steelers friend and I'm like, I'm so sorry you're going through this right now. Uh, And she actually said she was cool with it. And she was very chill because she felt the Steelers had no business being in the position they were anyway. She felt like she was playing with house money. Uh, watching the game and so then what happens uh, and again this is largely out there so I won't describe it but the Chargers essentially have a chance to let the Raiders run the clock out and they both get in but the Chargers call a nonsense timeout and now the Chargers are out of playoffs because the Raiders got a big run and kicked a 49 yard field goal uh, so all of a sudden we were looking at a situation where we were going to have a tie in the last week leading to the regular season the Jaguars game dear lord the Colts man the Colts, they be the second half of the season they were beating everyone. They were the team that yeah. no one wanted to play in the playoffs, as Rich Eisen noted, and now nobody is gonna to go. them play them. Yeah. It, it, was, two- it was yeah.
2: And now they're just they were our out. number
0: one on our list. They were they finished first. Yeah. On our list of teams we don't want to play that are, are you know likely to and we didn't even include Pittsburgh, I think, ultimately <laughs> on the list because we said it's very unlikely. Yeah.
1: Um also on Saturday night. Um, yeah, the, the Chiefs Broncos, you watch, so you can comment on that.
0: The Vic Fangio kicking. Now, apparently there was some fourth down math bot that said, actually, the math was right, that they should have kicked the field goal. I, that can't be right. I'm sorry. That can't be right. But they're down seven with four minutes to go, and they kick a field goal to cut it to four against the Chiefs, who then basically don't give the ball back. Which is just
1: that's that's how you lose 13 games in a row to the Chiefs, which is what the Rockets are have done.
0: He's a mess. I'm so glad he's got fired because I I, I I don't know. Like he he that was just like if that and then he just sort of said, well, you know, I'm sure there's some people who are disagreeing with the fourth down call. And I'm like, I can't I can't I can't. And then someone had said that Vic Fangio would be a good defensive coordinator in Buffalo if Leslie Frazier leaves. And I'm I think that's fine as long as he's not allowed to tell him what to do on fourth down, (laughs) as long as he's not allowed to come over and say, look, we can definitely hold them to three and out. So go ahead and and punt or kick or whatever, because that was just, to me, that was just, it was, you know, you have an outside chance at the, at the playoffs and, and you, you've hung with this team all game and you're going home. Probably you're going, no, actually Denver doesn't, but you, 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 you're going home anyway. So why are you playing conservative and, it just was, it just was a a, a stupid, stupid, stupid thing. Um, let's let's move on to uh, like thoughts on the AFC overall, Scott. You you've looked at the playoff tree. I mean, does I mean, anything stand out for the AFC for you?
2: Well, I mean, I can also we can also finish with the Titans and the Texans, where the oh, Titans, please you know, do, yes, somehow <laughs> needed to go all the way to the fourth quarter to hold off David Bills, which uh, now again, I'm going to do some fancy one second. here. While while
0: you're talking about this, sorry, while you're talking about this, let's keep in mind how much we trash the Bills for not putting away the Jets. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Between this and the Kansas City game. But, you know, go ahead. We're only
1: talking about about the AFC games. If we talk about the NFC, no one wanted to win the NFC West based on the Rams and the Cardinals crafting the bed in their games, but we won't even get into that stuff.
2: Uh, But David Mills of the Houston Texans, 301 yards and three touchdowns. He looked like he could not be stopped for a little while um, in the second half uh, of the Tennessee Houston game, throwing to I don't know who Danny Amendola I guess is still alive and playing in Houston huh. and his for 113 yards. So that is uh, again like it's a Donnie. Little...
0: it's Donny Amendola, <laughs> the different, the a different one,
2: um, yeah, different that Amendola. Is, that is good. Other than the fact that now the Titans do like. If had lost, then they would be down. I feel like it was in the two seed, right? They would have been in, and then seed yeah. goes back up in to the Kansas one seed.
0: Kansas City would have been one.
2: Yeah. Um, that, and then they have to then play next week, but now they'd get to the week off and they get potentially Henry back the week after. So they're going to be a different team a little bit. But obviously, the fact that their defense is so clearly porous, I mean, the Bills obviously did a nice job against them in the first game. So that's mm-hmm. not terrifying matchup even if they are at a full strength offense because it was a close game we'd still have to go to tennessee and do that but honestly the weather's probably going to be better in tennessee given how pass reliant we are right now i'm not sure we're really like super excited to be playing a lot of cold weather wind games potentially but. The
0: dome. Um,
1: <laughs> don't you then, want
0: david don't you want david mills's nickname to be general mills yeah, you know, like like Cheerios and stuff. Okay.
1: I think and his then. name is Davis Mills too, isn't it? Or am I wrong on that? I don't care.
0: It does, it He's matter. not good yes. enough to care. Sorry. No, so, no,
2: fair yeah. Uh And then and then uh, just a little preview because the the Dolphins beat the Patriots. That was a thing that happened. Yeah. I mean the Patriots yeah, handled them. Should have handled them. Should have should have uh, been playing very hard to try and get a home game. You would think. I mean, maybe they do. It was like, oh well, we beat the Bills on the road once. We'll go in and it'll be a Well, that was, that was Ben Goles' column. Went that was, yeah, yeah. unbelievable. But yeah, that th- was that Ben Goles'
0: column in the, yeah, yeah, And the Boston, the Boston Globe was like, "You want to play the Bills in Buffalo?" <laughs> and it was like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, the AFC overall was just super weird. Um, I, I, sorry, now that I'm thinking about Boston media, I, there was some other guy who said that the problem with the Bills was. 80 to 85% of the offense runs through Josh Allen and that makes that's them one dimensional. And I just like Former linebacker. Yeah. Yes. I was like, that's just not a thing. I'm yeah, sorry. Patriots
1: I, never did that with a quarterback no, for that's just, 18 that's years. Just, yeah.
0: That's just every good offense. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the, <laughs> I didn't even know what to do with that. Right. But anyway, um, Unless Walter 18, Payton comes back from the dead and plays for your team, run it through your quarterback. That's, that's what I got to say.
0: Yeah, I think looking at the playoff picture, I think that it's hard to say. You know, like okay, like we're gonna get to the this Patriots game soon, and it's it's it, it's like there are dangers to the game, absolutely. Like the, you, the Patriots are a weird little squirrely little team, and <laughs> they 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 do a couple things well, and they they scheme up and they cheat like hell, and they they suck. They just they, you know, <laughs> and they got a coach that's. It does some stuff sometimes, but when you look at the other teams,
1: I'm going to give Vin your personal email address, by the way, I don't care. I don't care. (laughs) They
0: they are cheaters. I don't They're cheating jerks. They're not that good. Okay. I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think that new England is that good. But anyway, my point is this, when you look at the other teams that made the playoffs, like you are at the point now where it's all good teams. It's all good teams in Pittsburgh. Okay. It's, it's like the only, like, like that weird outside shot. Like, that's what I'm most mad at Vic Fangio about was like, there was the weird setup where, like, the Bills could have been the two seed, and then, you know, we could have had Pittsburgh round one. And I would have, I probably would have felt better about that than New England. But I don't know. Like, you know, the other options, Cincinnati, Las Vegas, you know, like, I, you're in the mix now, right? These are the good teams for the most part, and so I don't know that there's a better matchup necessarily out there other than than, than Pittsburgh, which is sort of like a yeah.
1: You know, the Raiders might be a better match for the Bills.
0: Maybe right, okay, but you know, like, but you're, you're, you're right, they're great. all t-
1: they're all tough games at this point.
0: You're you're. This is the good thing. Like last year, I think we were feeling pretty good about playing the Colts, and they they had a hell of a game in Buffalo, so. You know, I think we're just at that point now where it's, it's you know, we can't really complain about the matchup because you're in, you're in the playoffs and they're all good teams and you're going to have to beat them. You're going to have to beat – you're almost certainly going to have to beat Kansas City and then you're almost certainly going to have to beat Tennessee on the road if you get through New England. So, handle your business, and this is what they've sort of signed up for. Um, you know, so I, I think the way it fell for me, the AFC, I think for the most part the right teams are in with the exception of Pittsburgh who is just – I mean, they're just like a, they're just a fart. They're just an absolute fart of a team. And I'm, I'm just sort of hopeful that they, they have one more big fart left in them. And they, they, they <laughs> s- like do something stupid with the chiefs. Cause you can see like Patrick Mahomes, like rolls his ankle cause TJ Watt hits him late and no there's no call. And then they sort of squeak out like some ugly nine to seven victory. And you know, like that's how the Steelers seem to win football
1: games. Which, which the Bills should <clears> love, <throat> by the way, because one thing that you that's guys, the only way to have a second-round home game, right? Yeah, yeah. you, you, you guys can can touch upon too. I think the Bills got a really crappy route in the playoffs. You have to. The Patriots are, as far as you're a home team with a first-round matchup, the Patriots is the game I think you wouldn't want of those, and it's the one the Bills got. You win that unless. Uh, the Steelers beat the Chiefs in the scenario that, that Frank just mentioned, where you basically uh, destroy Mahomes' ankle. Um, mm-hmm. The Bills will have to go on the road to Kansas City. And then if they can manage to win that game, then you're going on the road to – you're either going on the road to Tennessee or you've got a host, probably, Cincinnati. And that wouldn't mm-hmm. be no, – and those are just not – that that's a – they get no breaks in the play. I feel like last year with the Colts, and and that was a tough match. It goes match the because, other
0: way. That's what I'm saying though. Like, if you're the three seed, it goes the other way. It's like, you, okay, well, then your second game is again is on the road against Tennessee, and your third game is almost certainly like uh in Kansas City or hosting. Um, yeah, I mean, if
1: you're if you're a four seed, yeah, there's there's definite yeah, or vice versa. Seed. If you're yeah, the yeah. four seed, sorry, because right, that four seed is yeah. top. Because then you do have to get Tennessee. Yeah, so I guess it just kind of reverses the order. That's a good point. Yeah, your best bet I, is I mean, to be a seven seed. Pull like, well, <laughs> your best bet's to be a team that doesn't have to play the the top two seeds somehow. Well,
0: your best bet is to to beat Jack. Like, and here we go. You know, we used to talk about just missing the playoffs because you didn't beat Detroit. Well, guess what? If you beat Jacksonville, you're probably the two seed now, you know, because you're going to be tied. You're going to be tied with Kansas city and you own the tiebreaker with them. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's something you look back at and say, that's a, that's where execution throughout the year cost the bills, right? You, one of those stupid games that they should have won that they didn't, you know, and there was more than one, um, you know, that that's what cost them. But I think the good news is we all still sort of agree that they should have won those games. You know, it's not like a question. We've had seasons where at the beginning we say, Oh man, I can't believe they, they blew this game. And by the end of the year, you realize like, Nope, they actually weren't that good. And right. it, makes sense that they lost that game and i think they, this
1: year we're justifying that view because we can't do the inverse in the years where we're like oh they lost these games close they should have won we're ignoring that they also won close games they won zero close games this year they literally won zero close games everything yeah. they won was a blowout so yeah yeah I, there's i'm usually I, I,
2: towards there's usually work towards the, the medium is the one score games i think mm-hmm. the difference this year a little bit i'll say the one thing about the inconsistency that you could also maybe point to a bit is the red zone offense. I feel like that has been a consistent problem in some of these games that we've seen throughout the year is the failure to get in the get in the end zone when you're yeah. in close. I think that is also a thing that has come in and so that has gotten a little better the last couple of weeks, but it's not all the way there. But I think again, in terms of the bigger conference picture, I mean, I think yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot, there's going to be a lot of reasons the Bills could would, don't win the Super Bowl this year. And some of them will be if it's short of getting to the actual game, it'll be because they, they weren't able to do that in so
1: many games this year. I don't know if you saw Brian Knowles's tweet, by the way, of uh, if every uh, the current NFL stands, if every single one score game had the opposite result, the Bills would be the top team in the league with a 16 in one record.
0: I swear I said that about 15 minutes ago. <laughs>
1: you did? Well, I was just kind of indicating, like, that's, like, no one's even within five games of that. So, oh, right.
0: No. Yeah, exactly. And I, there was some other... the Steelers, about,
1: Frank, to your, to, since I, you know, I'm backing your point here, the Steelers would be 3-13-1 yes. if every one-score result was reversed.
0: Especially if you flip that tie to the other Yes. One. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, <laughs> the other thing that I saw was, like, the, like, there's only been a handful of teams that have, have, won this many games by double digits you know all of their victories have been by double digits and four of the i think it was like four of the other five had been to the super bowl and three of them had won it so it's it's good evidence that you know you 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 know that there's some there's some good stuff going on. it needs evidence right it's like that's kind of almost voodoo stats I, I get mad at if somebody else used that but it's it's nice to have that in your pocket and we don't have listener questions this week so yep You know, uh, everybody was a full practice go. I did see the cornerback for New England was on the COVID list. I am confused as to if he can get off the list in less than five days.
1: Yeah, because we had we had Gabe Davis off the list a lot faster than I thought. I thought he could come off the list a couple weeks ago, but he did. Yeah.
0: I every time I read the memo, it feels like five days is the minimum, but I obviously am not reading something correctly because I've had several people point out that there was people who got off the list faster um, I think in any event, big
1: injuries they're missing Isaiah Wynn didn't practice today uh they yeah. their left tackle Crowder
0: didn't Crowder yeah. didn't practice um let me see I'll see if I can find it in yeah, any I'd event at, yeah. They, yeah, there's no nobody like definitively out yet for them but they have they have some concerns and buffalo right now knock on wood has a clean sheet they they basically have access to everybody they want except for tredavious white who's obviously gone for the year
1: and justin um, zimmer who we always forget about but they mm-hmm. they missed him for a while there and uh, on they did the running yeah
0: um so with that we should do this day in bills headlines because then yeah. we need to then we need to uh, do that. And wait, have we signed Shaq Lawson yet? Has anybody We seen have the not. Okay. I have
1: him in my it's still just the train wreck sports report that I shared with you guys yesterday that said they were signing him. Sal Capaccio, as you noted, Frank, uh, said that, you know, there's he hasn't heard anything from his sources. Most probably at this point, we have nothing official from the team. So okay. that's where that's where we are. But I'm glad you brought up Shaq because okay. maybe he'll, he'll buy this game.
0: Yes, he might be a practice squad Bill by then. Okay, so let's do this day in Bill's headlines, and then we will get to Bill's Patriots round three.
1: Right. So this is January 12th. We will go back to uh, January 12th of 2021 to start with our warm-up question here. Bills say wide receiver blank was tough as nails playing through injury against the Colts. Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley. All right, there we go. Uh, Two years ago, 2020, Bill's Mafia creates GoFundMe to pay for Blank's fine. Blank says proceeds will go to charity. Uh, blank was penalized 15 yards for an illegal blindside block on Houston Texans linebacker oh, Jacob Martin. Yeah,
2: in the playoffs game at yep. the end. Um, it was, I want to say, it was, was it Dawkins? It was no. not Dawkins. No, it was Dawson wasn't. Knox?
1: Not Knox. No, it was an
2: offensive lineman. It was a... Mm-hmm tight ends a kind of offensive lineman
1: half the time sure
2: <laughs> um it's a big guy um
1: <laughs> not one of those uh not one of those small, five 180 linemen that you find a guy who hits other guys yeah Okay. Yeah.
2: that was him oh man this bugs me it wasn't one of our one of this oh, I'm not going to get it. This, but just shout you know, out some offensive
1: linemen names. It's not an ambiguous answer, really. You
2: yeah, think? I mean, it, I'm trying to think. So two years ago, it would have been... Um, Mitch Morse? Dawkins. It's not Morse. It's not... Um, it's another guy. He was like, yeah, he was a fan favorite, so people paid to find. <laughs> it's
0: not the snowman. Right.
2: Why Why are we stuck on Deion
0: yeah. Dawkins?
1: I can't, yeah, all right. I can't well, get out of... I'll give the answer, and then you guys can beat yourself up for missing this, and our listeners can make fun of you. Uh, Cody Ford. Cody Ford. All right. Yeah. Uh, Two quick non-quiz headlines to go to. 2019, Bill should ignore drama. Try to acquire Steelers' Antonio Brown. Uh, Mm. Don't know who wrote that article. And then 2017, (sighs) there were lots of uh, Bill's Hire McDermott articles. So that was a good day. Yes.
0: On 111, which I thought was, was pretty cool.
1: Appropriate. All right. And this year, the Bills won 11. They won a lot of games. Hello. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, 20 Good numerology. Good numerology. Yes, I know. Uh, just call me Miss Leo. <coughs> That's what my, mm-hmm. my wife does. All right. 2015. Amidst a ton of headlines praising the Rex Ryan hire, there was this headline. Rex Ryan reportedly wants blank, not Mark Trestman, as Buffalo Bills offensive coordinator. Blank has been San Francisco's offensive coordinator since 2011, but his staff has been in limbo with 49ers and coach Jim Harbaugh parting ways this offseason. Blank was one of 14 candidates that the Bills interviewed for the head coaching job.
2: Greg Roman, yeah, Greg, Greg yeah.
1: Roman, Good job guys. Um, I was getting there. Yeah. You were, you were, you were starting the Greg, but that's got so slow. Yep. Sad All bad. right, 2007. Blank's mouth may run him out of town. Chances are Buffalo Bills general manager Marv Levy isn't a regular reader of Penthouse magazine. He might want to pick up the latest issue, though. And it appears in an exclusive interview with Blank, who had plenty of interesting things to say about the future of the team in Western New York. Blank made disparaging remarks about the city of Buffalo and asked for his thoughts on Toronto Evergain NFL team. Blank took it a step further, suggesting that the Bills should just move their operations up there.
0: Oh, wow. Um, he did. The- he was,
1: in fact, traded shortly after these comments.
2: was it? was it was it i know McGahey.
1: yeah it was McGahey. it was him
2: yeah and then he went to baltimore right
1: yep all right um to 2001 texans meet with bill's assistant blank this begins there are a lot of assistant things today because you know this Mm. bill season is normally over by this point um Bill's defensive coordinator, Blank, was busy this week boning up for his first interview for an NFL head coaching job. Blank is scheduled to meet with officials of the new Houston Texans franchise on Wednesday and Thursday to interview for that expansion club's opening. This will be my first one, Blank said. I was very happy to get the call, and I'm excited about it.
2: Basically, the defensive coordinator in 2001.
1: Yep, and he actually had a bunch of tenures with the Bills. He was a defensive line coach under Levy from 86 to 89, a linebacker coach from 95 to 97, and then was promoted after that to defensive coordinator under Wade Phillips from 98 to 2000. He did not get the Texas gig, and he instead went to the rival Jets as a D coordinator for three years, and then he, I think, was three years with the Vikings and three years with the Chargers, so it was like 2009 or 10 was his last year as a D coordinator. Hmm. Bruce Smith loved this guy. Marcellus Wiley loved this guy. Um,
0: yeah, I'm starting to... He was the guy who said something stupid during the Super Bowl, right? No, that was no. Uh, Chuck Dickerson. He had, a, yeah. he had
1: his own radio show. That guy was an idiot. This yeah, guy was well, not an all... idiot.
0: I'm not going to get it. I can't, right. I can't he, think of
1: it. The answer is uh, Ted Cottrell. if you remember Ted that.
0: Ted oh, I didn't remember Ted Cottrell. So, okay. all right.
1: All right. No longer special. Uh, I'm sorry. Years, years. 2000, turn of turn of the century. No longer special. Bills fire blank. Uh, Blank's 13-season tenure as coordinator ended following the Titans' home run throwback last week. That's really the only. Yeah. We need. In it was, effect, not,
2: it, was, um, it, yeah, was it was. It was. wasn't. Was it Danny Crossman?
1: No. Bobby no. April.
2: Bobby April. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: yeah, got uh, some coordinators this guy was the court i mean he, he so he's yeah, been with the bills for, he was a
2: good one yeah and 13 and years then, and
1: it yeah didn't affect his career he immediately got a job for the next 16 years as a special team coordinator uh he was with had another student with the bills from 2010 to 2012 he did unfortunately did. pass away from cancer in december 2016 while on bruce to haven yeah. there you go hey good, one. good job all right uh This day in 1998, uh, retired Marv Levy, uh, courtly NFL coach of the Buffalo Bills, retires after a 12-year run that include four Super Bowl losses. So thank you for that headline, New York Times. All right, moving Mm -hmm. on. Uh, Also in 1998, Bills considering Flutie and move for mobility at QB. Um, Doug Flutie, the 1984 Heisman Trophy winner, who's led the Toronto Argonauts to consecutive gate, great or gray cup titles is negotiating. Yeah, yeah, it's with it's called the gray deal. cup. Yeah. Yes. 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 It's. Oh dear. I'm just going to keep going. Yeah. Uh, Buffalo general manager, John Butler told the Boston globe on Sunday, that the bills hope to sign the former BC quarterback. I talked with Wade Phillips about it, the East West shrine game, and he is enthusiastic. I met with Doug's agent. We'd like to get him up here in the next couple of weeks to make a deal. So here comes the quiz. Flutie, a six time CFL most valuable player, went to Canada in 1990 after being released by the New England Patriots. He spent two seasons with blank and four with blank before joining Toronto in 1996. So, okay, Doug Flutie's so CFL yes, teams.
0: I think he was a rough rider no he's not, he's not a Saskatchewan rough rider not was a he a winnipeg uh blue jet uh, i think, think it's a blue bomber, bomber right uh, he blue was bomber? not yeah okay no, not
1: winnipeg. there
0: are was only so many Hamil- places
1: in canada so you're gonna
0: i know was he a hamilton tie Cat?
1: he was not a tiger Cat. no oh god this was this he... segment will be called frank names all the cfl team <laughs> was he
2: a montreal alouette <laughs> Not a Montreal Alouette. Oh
1: man! All right. I literally um,
2: those were the those like I got like of CFL teams you that I can think of you named okay. three of them. So. Okay, let me pull I up can't. a. I'm gonna I'm not gonna pull up a list. I'm just gonna pull up Canada, Canadian yeah. provinces.
1: Because
0: <laughs> once I see the names, I should be able to get Edmonton, the teams, I think Vancouver. Uh, yeah, the Manichoke, Northwest Canada. Territories. Yep. Uh, okay, so the British Columbia. I want to say they're the Lions, but that's yes, not right. Yes, the
1: BC Lions is the right. The BC don't?
0: Lions. Yes. All right, cool.
1: So if you don't um, think it's right, guess it, because that will be right. Okay. So BC Lions is one must of the do two. the opposite. Yes. Right. It's like Costanza.
0: Right. Um, yeah, Winnipeg is in Manitoba. Okay, Alberta. Alberta's team was the um, – because Alberta is Edmonton, but Red I don't something. think it – no – Maybe. there's
1: there's other cities oh, there's, there's the
0: there's the ottawa red and black the red blacks there's right in ottawa red black it's
1: not in ottawa red black you, should, you okay. should stay in in um alberta ontario yeah. stay in alberta oh stay in alberta.
0: okay uh okay edmonton's the big one calgary other...
1: oh oh scott's on to something calgary oh
0: come on not the flames you dummy
1: not what, the do, what do a group of buffalo do
2: Stampede. The, stampede, stampede, the Calgary
1: Stampeders. So uh, there we go. All right, two more CFL. to go. That was a good
0: CFL team. I just am happy I got you know as many <laughs> CFL teams as you, I did.
1: You, you do it pretty well. Uh, all right, 1995. Blank accepts Jags position, spurns opportunity to be Bills defensive coordinator. The Bills search for a new defensive coordinator place fired Walt Corey continues. Blank, with whom the Bills had received permission to talk, accepted the defensive coordinator's position with the expansion Jacksonville Jaguars. Blank was defensive backs coach at Green Bay uh, the past nine seasons. It says Levy has spoken, has moved on, spoken with Wade Phillips this week at the East-West Shrine game, uh, college All-Star game in San Francisco. So, Guy, they- this
0: person. OK,
1: go ahead. You're about to I a, just was going to
0: ask if this person has any other tie to the Bills. other Oh, than yes. The in fact,
1: uh, let's just say we wish this were the last time this man's name showed up in Bills headlines.
0: Ah, uh, Dick Giron.
1: Dick Giron. Very good. Okay. Big much. All right. Last one 30 years ago today, 1992, headline in the UPI the Bills 10, Broncos 7. The first touchdown of a former running back's life put the Buffalo Bills back in the Super Bowl Sunday and sent the Denver Broncos home from the playoffs in untypical fashion without embarrassment. Carlton Bailey, unheralded on a team known for offense, scored on an 11-yard interception return in the third quarter to highlight a defensive drama and bring the Bills to the AFC title with a 10-7 win over the Broncos. Um, Here we go. It came at 9.32 of the third quarter. Denver QB John Elway attempted a screen pass to Steve Sewell. The ball was tipped by Blank and floated directly into Bailey's hands. It was supposed to be Shane Conlon's blitz, Bailey said, of his fellow inside linebacker, and we switched it up. But hey, Blank made the play by tipping the pass. Blank also had a 12-yard sack, one of four by Buffalo's Malign defense, which ranked 27th in the NFL this season. So who all tipped right. the pass to Carlton Bailey's hands that he ran in for the, the only touchdown of the Bills had all game? In a, a
0: uh, yeah, 10. I I remember the game. It was a very... It was a, such a weird game to think of Buffalo and Denver not being able to score.
1: Yep. Yeah, and two <laughs> um, mediocre defenses, allegedly. Yeah. And decent weather. So, all right, who would have tipped into that? I will, I'll tell you right this. It's not it's not two obvious ones on the D-line, which would be Bruce Smith, of course, and then the other one would be Leon Seals, who was just an answer last week.
0: All right, so, um, and it's not the linebackers. Right, not a linebacker. Okay. Not the great late Mark Pike. Jeff Jeff was Jeff Kent in there? Jeff Kent?
1: Yeah, Jeff Kent was a great San Francisco Giant.
0: Why am I saying his name? Yeah, Jeff. Jeff Jeff Wright. Jeff. Yes, Jeff Wright Wright. made the play by
1: tipping the pass.
0: I, I had Jeff. I couldn't get to the other time.
1: <laughs> Normally, it's the last name that gets to you, not the first. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, not a bad job this uh, week, guys. And that was the Bill's Headlines for January 12th.
0: To finish out, um, we, we did not mention the Edmonton Elks. Oh, yeah. Which is actually the only <clears throat> current CFL team that, that we didn't mention. We got all the other ones. Hamilton, right. Montreal, Ottawa, Toronto, BC, Calgary, Edmonton, Saskatchewan, and Winnipeg. So, and then there's plenty of defunct teams, which we don't have to go through.
1: Right. And I feel like the Edmonton um, Elks are newer. I don't remember them as a kid.
0: I think so too. The Edmonton Elks. No, they were. No, ex- 1949. I 49. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Not very new. Old as my mom. Yes.
0: Hey, thanks for outing your mom for being <laughs> nah, she 30. 35. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. So no listener questions or comments this week. And if you are sending them in too bad, we're not taking them. Um. They, they they had
1: a chance at two days and no one sent a question. So screw you listeners.
0: Done. Yes. But I had a nice time interacting with some of our listeners on, on Twitter. It's always fun. Um, the bills are four as of now, four point favorites. That, that's okay. moved up a bit from three and a half. But I, I have four point favorites here. Um, and odd sharks, odd shark uh, says they will win and cover and the total will go under. They're predicting a twenty five to seventeen score. The consensus is 44 points and let me see orchard park weather um
1: cold for but Saturday, not windy. yeah
0: yes i'm seeing a little bit of cloud cover at a high of nine and a low of one um precipitation very low chance of precipitation like a two to percent chance of precipitation and winds currently sitting at under nine miles an hour so, it, so that's nothing that is just you're playing football um it is, however, cold. Stefan Diggs says it is not as cold as Minnesota, and I think he's probably right. Um, so he's all set. And the did Patriots are coming. The, did not catch the
2: Minneapolis Miracle
0: in the outdoors. Just he that. did not. He did not, but he did He did go outside sometimes in Minnesota. Um, the Patriots, for the record, Jamie Collins and Isaiah Wynn were the two players who did not practice um, today. Uh, there was tons of people who are limited, but I'm not going to list them because that is just like a Bill Belichick thing um, where they're, you know, routinely doing that. Uh, but here it is, guys. This is the time to get all of your anxieties out. We're not, as I remind you, we are not picking who will win the game. We don't do that in the playoffs. We don't we don't put our, ourselves in the un, you know unenviable position of saying you think the Bills will lose. If you think that you keep it to yourself instead <laughs> you talk about what challenges the the Patriots will present and what you think the bills will need to do to win this game. And I am going to mute myself because I have a munchkin army in the next room.
2: Uh, I can,
0: and part- I should, or yeah, yeah, I should definitely tell someone to start. That <laughs> is my one fucking job on this podcast <laughs> is to direct traffic. So Scott, please, would you start? Thank you.
2: Yes, I will start. And thank you for doing all of the things you do for the podcast, Frank. Yeah. Um, I will start by saying I think the Bills uh, would win regardless if I was uh, being forced to say that or not. I think um, (laughs) the Democratic Republic of Frank right now. (laughs) Shut up.
0: (laughs) Kill him. We can just get a new one. All right. New Scott. What do you think? (laughs)
2: Um, I I am 100 percent, 100 percent confident. No, uh, I think. Yeah, it's it's obviously the, the Pats are a tough challenge. I mean, I think um, Belichick obviously will look at what we did in the last game in terms of Mackenzie. Um, I think he is obviously a big kind of question mark for this game of now with Beasley healthy, how do you um, what what is your what is your plan for McKenzie and Beasley? I think for me, I think the Bills run the normal offense, and that means Beasley's in there more of the time. I do like what we've done with McKenzie more as a kind of fast running back where he's in the backfield. Um, but I also think that we have to practice it enough so that if we need to go to McKenzie in the second half, we can do that because obviously he was a matchup problem for the Patriots kind of secondary in the first game. Um, and I think, that, that, so I think we need to, that's how I want to play that. Um, I think obviously... Again, like we've been doing a, enough, I, I think weather permitting, you you sprinkle in Singletary as 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 needed. You know, a pinch, not uh, a pinch, is more than a dash, but less than um, a handful. All right, we don't want a handful of Devin. We want a pinch of Devon. Um, a lot of Josh Allen. Um, hopefully, him and Gabe Davis are back on the same page because I think he's a good matchup. Because um, obviously, JC Jackson's a good cornerback, and you're, you're, I understand Steph Diggs has had good success against him. They keep telling think, me this, but every time, every time I see him, he's behind Stephon Diggs. He has intercepted Josh Allen on a number of occasions. So let's not, yeah. let's not start, you know, throwing, throwing shade quite yet. Um, okay. uh, so, yeah, it's, I think mm. that's the thing. I think, obviously, and then when you look at the defensive side of the ball, um, the the run game and the that that's the thing right we have to stop the run when Harris has been able to get untracked that is when we've had big problems we have to stop the big run um that means Tremaine Edmonds needs to play like a first round top 15 pick um and play (laughs) like a champion today even though he didn't go to Notre Dame he went to Virginia Tech um and you know that's his job is to turn you know 15-yard runs into Three yard runs and five yard runs into zero yard runs, and he doesn't always do it consistently. He is—he he, this is a game that we need to see from him. Um, obviously, the defensive line has been playing better, but I think the Patriots' offensive line is is pretty good and has been shown to be able to move even good defensive lines out of the way. I'm not even sure ours qualifies as good. So, um, obviously, we need to see how the injuries play out. But I still think the Bills have enough firepower to get it over the line. So yeah, I like I like I like the Bills to win, and who cares if they cover because it's the playoffs.
1: Right. I will I will not pick a winner, but I will. Uh, and uh, all of Scott's points were great. Uh, I'll make a couple additional ones. Frank had posted a clip uh, on on Twitter taking an analyst to task for kind of an ambiguous take that the well the Pats will do something different and so familiar will favor the Patriots, uh, and it was kind of crap. But what I did agree with that guy in that clip is that you know Josh in his last game against the Pats had arguably his best career game, and that's not going to be a sustainable approach to beating the Patriots. There need to be better performances from his teammates, and and Scott brought a, up one there, of course, with with Tremaine Edmonds. Uh, I think most of the improvement needs to be on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Josh made the offense unstoppable last game, and yet every time the Bills scored a TD. Uh, the defense allowed the Pats to score another TD, and this was just a, a back and forth, and it was a six-point game until the end. In fact, on the last Bills TD, tr- TD drive, I think Joss threw a, a second down pass at his own 20 that was tipped and easily could have been picked and probably would have been run back for a pick six to give the Pats the lead. So the margin of error for the offense in that game was very low because the defense just couldn't stop the the Pats. So, uh, And while people like to point out that the Pats' total yardage in both games wasn't great, you know, that's because the defense couldn't really get the Patriots off the field. And so this limit the Bills to like seven possessions all game. They need to score a tee day on every possession in that second game to keep them in the league. So long winded way of saying the Bills need to do better uh, on defense. More three and outs, more turnovers when the game is in doubt. More pressure on Jones, which as Scott mentioned they don't really necessarily have the defensive line to do. Um, but I listed my five keys You know, hold Harris under 100 yards if you can this time. Hopefully the Pats earn less than 110, 115 as a team on the ground. And if you can contain the run, I don't think Jones is at the point in his career where he can beat you with his arm. A second big thing that none of us have talked about but I think is huge, no special team screw-ups. You know, we talked about Matt Hawk last week. We talked about Isaiah McKenzie's and Marquez Stevenson's issues. You turn over the ball at your 5, 10-yard line on a punt return— that's going to make an a, enormous difference in what i expect to be a very tightly contested game uh you know keep utilizing now on this runner periodically on like third and six or less especially the outside where the pads have had trouble with contain all season uh pass protect like you did the previous game and then lastly i've noted you know just hit a deep ball they they get so close to hitting these deep balls if you just hit one of those that just can, you know, make an, a huge difference. So they really need to connect on on one of those this week. So if they can do those things, we'll, be, uh, we'll have uh, at least two more podcasts this year.
0: Well, well there you go. Um, yeah, I, I think for me, a lot of this game boils down to, I don't believe in Mac Jones at all. I mean, he, you know, Against the dolphins, you know, twenty to thirty for two hundred and sixty one yards, a touchdown and an interception. That seems to be like it doesn't matter whether he's losing or he's winning because he does the same thing against the jaguars. Uh, um, you know, has more touchdowns, but you know that's a much worse defense. I look at these games, and I don't know that he can he can do things. I, so I, for me, my big key is to get up. I mean, get up early, right? get get in, get up seven, ten, you know, fourteen. Uh, points early and make them try and keep up with you. And it doesn't really matter how you get that done. And the second thing I think that is important is game, especially after the beginning of the game and and after maybe the first sequence coming out of the half, um, game players and game breakers are more important than game plans. And you need to just lean into whoever's going to work for you. And if that's Stefan Diggs or if it's Gabe Davis or whoever's going for the ball, go for it. You know, Get obsessive throw it at Diggs 18 times if you have to. Because if he's going to catch it 12 or 13 of those times, you're probably going to win the game because he's great. And this is the time now, right? Like If if, if what's working is Allen running, then Allen should run. And if he has to run 15 times, then he should run 15 times because there's no tomorrow if he doesn't run 15 times. If that's what it is, that's what it is. So I hope that, for me, what I really want to see is them – when the Patriots start to throw something different at them, the faster they adjust and the quicker they lean on their skill players that know what that are going to be available, the better. And I want them to do that this time, instead of, you know, what sometimes feels like they're trying to force uh, some, you know, a, a particular way of playing on the other team that that needs to be over now. Now it needs to be, here's what we do. I tend to think that Leslie Frazier and, and, and even Dable, who I have less confidence in than Frazier, but I still think is pretty good, um, will have something ready to go that hasn't been seen or hasn't been seen in a while. And I think that that's going to help. I I, I do think Buffalo's just – Buffalo's the better team, talent-wise, top to bottom. And this is now a question of execution and luck. And I think that they have built their entire season to start today. I don't think there's anybody in that building that wasn't planning on their season starting in January. So for me, I'm ready to put aside some of the execution issues because I think that this is what they really been focused on and waiting for. And I I don't think you can say the same thing about teams like the Patriots who didn't really know if they were going to end up here or not, you know, or, and so I don't know. I think maybe that, maybe that comes down to experience. Maybe that's like, The Bills are strangely more experienced than the Patriots here, but I think the Bills are ready. You know, I think that if they're not ready, um, that would be a complete shock to me. So I fully expect them to be ready and I fully expect them to execute and I fully expect them to beat the Patriots and it would be really nice. It'd be really nice if they just embarrass them because they're certainly capable of it. They're certainly capable of embarrassing the Patriots. So that is what I'm hoping for, but I will settle for a win. And we will hopefully talk about that win next week. If you have questions or comments, we'll be watching the game Saturday night at MNY Bills. Um, You can join us there. Uh, You can go to uh, your favorite podcast places and look for us for maybe next year. Buffalo Bills maybe next year. Until then, until hopefully we're talking about a new uh, round of playoffs to watch. My name is Frank. I'm Scott. I'm Paul. Good night, everybody. Go Bills.